Minister. If I make sure I'm still on, I would. <coughs> I had several instructions. One, take off your mask. Two, turn on your microphone. Three, put on your glasses. Four, sit down. <laughs> oh, story. Very good. This beautiful piece of artwork behind me. There is an invisible tree that lives on the inside of me. It wants to grow big and tall, even though I am very small. Imagine I'm reading this to a grandchild. <coughs> there is one thing that I need most. I need it more than tea and toast. Without it, I am very sad, but with it, I'm extremely glad. It's not TV, and it's not ice cream. It's not even my brand new laser beam. I found this thing when I was small, when mum would lift me from a fall. When dad came home to rumble and hug and play with me upon the rug. I like it when it's given to me. I feel as happy as can be. But do you know, I can give it away by caring for my friends when we play. By helping my little brother when he cries and even sharing my French fries. When I think about others as much as I think about me, something special grows on my invisible tree. It's not something you can see. It's big love inside of me. Thank you, Peter. Peter's our, our resident um, God voiceover person uh, normally, so we get to see your face today. Well... Uh, we're stepping into a new series uh, for 2022. Uh, last year during the holidays we did um, Surprised by Jesus and we carried that right throughout the holidays and this time what we're doing is, uh, is the fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to be working right through that and it's going to take us uh, until the end of the year. We've actually got a, a new story for each one of these so um, you can look forward to that. Let's, uh, the passage that we're looking at this morning is Galatians, and it's Galatians chapter 5. So if you've got your Bibles there with you, it'd be a good thing to open up to Galatians, Galatians chapter 5. Now, we, uh, we don't have a, a huge amount of time today, so we're not going to be looking at, at too much of the wider context, but we'll get there uh, later in the series. But I want to read just the the major verse that we're looking at over these uh, holiday season. And it's verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. One says forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So these are... Fruits or fruit of what, what the Holy Spirit does in us as believers. And but before we get into that, we're going to be looking at the very first one there. We're going to be looking at love. 
But before we do that, I want to give you some of the context of what's going on here. Uh, so Paul, he has, um, he's, he's been on his first missionary journey and uh, this is an area in which he's planted churches. Thank you, Katrina. It got in my eyesight. Um, kids, if you would like to go and get a worksheet, um, you can see Katrina. So Katrina's just going to move down the back now. It just caught my eyesight. If you like, I'm just going to hand it out. Wonderful. So the bigger picture here is uh, Paul has planted these churches in southern Galatia. And we're, we're not actually just talking about one church. We're talking about a, a number of smaller churches in this area. And they would have circulated this letter. And what we find happening is that uh, Paul has left. He's in Antioch at the moment. And he hears this story that false teaching has come into the the church of Galatia down there. And he is rather upset. Uh, It's it's actually quite forceful language that he uses in here. In fact, some phrases that I I can't actually um, talk about this morning because we've got kids here. So if you you look at 512, um, that's an example of one of them. But he's there and what he's really upset about is that there's been some people that have come in and they're starting to corrupt the message of the gospel. That justification or being made right with God, having a right relationship with God comes by by faith and by grace alone. And, And here's some people coming in and they're going out of the religious tradition in which Christianity, uh, the Jewish tradition in which uh, Christianity birthed itself, they're coming in and saying, actually, you you still need um, the law to be able to uh, justify you. It's it's still really important in justification. And and Paul's just saying, no, it's it's not like that. And he's, he's really quite upset about it. You see, what the, these teachers, these false teachers that are coming in, they're saying, Paul, Paul your message is it's this message of, of freedom, this message of grace, this message of faith. And uh, people are just going to, they're, they're not going to have any bumpers in life to know how to, how to navigate through life. Uh, that, that's great, Paul. It's great having faith and it's great having freedom and it's great that salvation comes that way. But we need some law just just to kind of give bumpers, to keep us in the, in the, in the, on the right path. And Paul goes, no, no. He, 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 he sees what's happening. He sees the trajectory of what's happening here. And he goes, if, if we move in this direction, then it's going to be a, a works-based. It's, it's, Paul's introducing something that Jesus introduced, which is, which is totally revamping the way we are transformed as Christians. So in the Old Testament, under the law, the, the law would, would kind of create like a magnifying glass on you. It would, it would show up um, all, your, all your faults. And it, it, they say it's sometimes like a, like a school teacher as well. It, it kind of says, hey, go there, don't stop there, do this, don't, don't do that. But what Paul's saying is, is that's not enough. Christ is actually, and the Holy Spirit has brought in something new. And, and what he's going to do is he's actually going to start transforming us from the inside out. And we look at what that actually looks like, what, what this transformation is, and it's this fruit that we look at here. This is um, 
the idea is here is, is Paul's basically saying, don't focus on the fruit. Um, that, that's, that should not be where our, our primary focus is, but focus on the root. So he wants us to focus on, on the, the, the root, the vine from which life comes and we're transformed. Oh, I think that's, um, it's so important in the way that we approach Scripture. So often when we, when we teach Scripture to our kids or we approach it ourselves, we look for moral lessons. And uh, moral lessons are, are really important. But I think Paul's getting at something different here. He's getting at something deeper. And he's, and he's getting at, we need to know the God behind those moral lessons. Because it's in knowing him, it's in his work in our life that that fruit actually um, starts, to, starts to grow and take fruit. We're not to focus just on the fruit, but on the root. I think that's a, a good thing to take in, especially when we're, when we're teaching our kids, when we're interacting with Scripture at, at the same time as well, is to, what, what does this tell us about Jesus? Not, not just what moral lesson do we have here, but what, what is it telling us about the root, the, the root of where, where life and transformation actually comes from? So if we, if we come to a passage about truth, we, we don't just take a, a moral uh, example there, we don't just take a moral application that, that we are to be people um, that seek truth. We, we, we look at the root there, not just the fruit, but the root. And the root is that, that we serve a God of truth. And, and, and that is what our God is like. And it's, it's in focusing on that, it's in, in worshipping a God of truth that uh, the fruit of truth starts to uh, come about in our lives. When we're looking at, at generosity, there's an uh, there's a application there that, that we are to be generous. That would be the fruit. But what, what creates generous people is a people who know a generous God, that know that he is, he is lavishly generous to his people, that he will not allow us to be in want that he knows what we need and uh, not only that but that he loves to give us an opportunity to invest in what matters most invest in the kingdom that when we when we focus on that when we focus on the root that's jesus and that's god generosity is is birthed in us It's, it's produced in us as fruit We're looking at uh, the fruit of the Spirit and we're going to work through the, the nine different expressions of that. And this morning we're starting with love, first of all. I uh, was thinking about love and, and I love a number of different things. Um, I, I love rain. We had rain yesterday and, and I love it especially when it rains really, really heavy. You know that type of rain? Um, when, it, when it just changes, you can hear it on the roof. And I love mangoes. We're in mango season at the moment, and I love mangoes, especially the way they are at the moment. Love my wife. I love it when uh, I love my dog Coco as well. And I love my kids. And I love I love ginger beer. Ginger oh ginger beer Bundaberg ginger beer. Um, I lived in a place for 10 years on the other side of the world where you couldn't get ginger beer, uh, especially not 
um, Bundaberg ginger beer. And, and I realised just how much I loved it when I was away from it. Uh, I remember one time someone from our family sent me a carton of ginger beer. Um, that, that's expensive ginger beer, like posting that to Togo. Um, and, and I say that was, that was the best can of ginger beer I've ever had in my life. I love ginger beer. I love my mum and my dad. I love my church and I love my God. We've got that, that word love there. And uh, we, there's, there's different uses there, isn't there? Um, we know that the, uh, the, the way that I love ginger beer isn't the same way that I love my wife, which isn't the same way that I love my mum and dad. There's different, there's different expressions of, of love there. And in our language, in English language, we, we don't have many words to express that, so we, we look at context and we look at um, the way we say it to understand the meaning but in the Greek, they had um, a, a many more words for love to, to express some of the nuance. And when we see in verse 22 here the word love, uh, it's the word agape. And this, this word, it has the idea of this pure and willful, sacrificial love. It's the idea of intentionally desiring someone's highest good. I've heard it described this way and I like this one. Love, the idea of agape love, the idea of the fruit of love here is the choice to relate to someone as valuable. So the choice to relate to someone as valuable. That's difficult when there's someone that we don't normally see in our society as valuable. This is, this is revolutionary in, in, the, in the church of God. Um, that, that you can have people from, from all different races, all different social classes, all different uh, arenas of life and when we come together we love one another because we see one another as valuable because we are all children of God. We're looking at love this morning and uh, Paul's focus here is not not necessarily our love for God but his focus is our love for one another. We move back to verse 13, This this, this part starts here and it says, you my brothers and sisters were called to be free but do not use your your freedom to indulge the flesh. Okay, this is, this is kind of getting into that debate of um, uh, faith and works and, and he's saying, yes, you're free, yes, you've been saved by faith, but, but make sure you use that. Make sure you're, you're being indwelt, that the Holy Spirit is, is transforming and working through you. He says this, rather serve one another humbly in love. Now, this is a big call. Paul's just about to say something pretty extraordinary here. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. What commandment is that? This, this one commandment. He says, love your neighbour as yourself. Hmm. Makes you think, doesn't it? I think Paul's forgotten something. Remember what Jesus said? Love God, 
with all your heart, soul and mind. The second commandment, love your neighbour as yourself. But Paul just skips straight over to love your neighbour as yourself. He doesn't talk about God there at all. It's a bit strange. You know, something I found really interesting, I was, it's, it just stuck out to me. Like, why did you do that, Paul? Hey, was it because he wasn't with Jesus and um, he, he, Jesus appeared to him on, the, on that Damascus road? And um, did, did he miss that part of Jesus' teaching? Was, was that the problem? Is he kind of redacting Jesus' teaching somehow? You know, as I, as I went through the New Testament, we find this everywhere. This is in Romans. It says, um, let, no de- uh, let no debt remain out- outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Doesn't say anything about God there. If you, if, this is in James. This is a, if you really keep the royal law found in the scripture, what's the royal law? He says, love your neighbour as yourself. Okay. Got another one here. This is from Peter. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And then we go to what's the last one I've got here. First John, um, back a bit there. We know that we have passed from death to life. What's that a, a, an idea of? Passing from death to life, that's, that's coming into salvation, coming, coming to know Jesus. We know that we are saved or we know that we're passing from death to life because, what's he going to say here? Because we love one another. That strikes me as a little bit strange. Because we love one another. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Wow. This is, Paul is elevating to the very, very height our love for one another. This is, this is something to be, that is to be characteristic, to be fundamental to who we are as a church and who we are as individuals, as, as people who follow Christ, is our love for one another. But still, what's going on here? It, it's, it's, it's actually, as you go through all the letters, you, you actually don't um, find Paul addressing both love for one another and love for God um, in, a, in a tight little way like we find in Matthew. There's something strange going on here. I think we can find a bit of the answer in John in First John. This is First John, chapter four. And in First John chapter four, he says, "Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God." So, because because God is love, He wants us to love one another. The fruit, the, the, the life that comes through us uh, will, will produce love in us. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. It, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So, so one of the characteristics to know if someone is born of God is that he loves, they love. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Now, it's just setting it up, but we'll move down to verse 11. Dear friends, again, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. 
So this is, a, this is a relationship that God loved us, so therefore the outworking of that, the physical outworking of that, the physical expression of that should be that we love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Just go to verse 19. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. I think Jesus even teaches us to love our enemies as well. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God who they have not seen. I think what Paul and what Peter and what James and what John are finding is that the, the, the physical, the tangible expression of someone who follows Christ is, is that it's, it's love for one another. Uh, love, love for God is almost taken for granted, but it's the, the type of love for God that, that, that a, a Christian is to, to be about is expressed by the transforming life of Christ in us that expresses itself in love. So, so it's, it's almost a litmus test. It's, it's, the, it's the, the work of the Spirit in us will cause us to love one another. So it's almost as if Paul and these other writers are going right to the, to the end, to the outworking of our love for God. There's a lot of horrible things that have been done in our world because people have said that they love God. A lot of violence... And I think of, of what Paul says here, that um, we're to love one another. If we, if we, if we hate our brothers, we don't, we don't know God. Um, if, if, if love for God causes us to do violence against someone else, that's not love at all. It's not worshipping the God who transforms. It's not worshipping Jesus. As we move through this series, one thing that we find is that, that love, God is love, love is the core, it's, it's what all these other things actually pour out of. So when we, when we look at all these things, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, fruitful, fruitfulness, gentleness and self-control, these are expressions of love. So it's, it's love being worked out in these different ways. Three things that uh, I just want us to keep in mind uh, before we, we invite the music team up. When we look at the fruit that is produced on, on the tree of our lives, that is um, energised by the, by the root, by the vine of Christ, uh, three things that we need to keep in mind. First one is that fruit grows on the tree of its kind. Uh, we know that apples grow apples. The cherries grow, cherry tree grows cherries, um, banana trees grow bananas, and, and so on. And uh, a Christian will grow Jesus-like fruit. Uh, that, that's what we're, we're being transformed into the likeness of Jesus. The, the fruit that he produces in us will be uh, his fruit. We will look like Jesus. That's the first thing. Fruit grows on trees of its kind. Another thing to keep in mind is that Fruit grows slowly. Uh, the other day, we, we just cut down our bananas. 
and um, I lost my PowerPoint, so I, I had a great, I, I wanted to show off my bananas, um, but uh, they, they were huge lady fingers. Uh, we, we planted a tree the other day, not the other day, quite a while ago actually, and it's been growing. It actually takes a long time, doesn't it, for those things to grow? And uh, it, it, was, it was fully grown, and then you get these little, little tiny banana things that you, oh, well, I wasn't quite sure what they lo- looked like. They were kind of just these buds. And, and then they, you come out again, and a few weeks later, they're, they're bigger again, and, and you come out again, and they're bigger again. But it takes, a, it takes a long time for these bananas to grow. And then I was out there, and my next-door neighbour said, I think it's about time to put a bag on. I thought, okay, um, we'll put a bag on. And... This, this fruit, it, 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 it felt like months. I don't know how long it was, but it was, it was a long time. And I, I could have just looked it up on Google, but I didn't. And kind of felt them, looked at them, and uh, thought they were ready, so I cut them down, brought them inside, and they're, they're all still green, a little bit, of, little bit of yellow on them, but only a tiny bit. And I've still not, got no idea what I'm doing. Um, hang them up outside, and a week goes by, and they're still green. I thought, oh no, I've cut them off too early and uh, I don't even know if this is how it works, but they're going to stay green forever. But one morning, Julia goes out and they're green. And it was that afternoon, wasn't it? That night, they were, they were all yellow, just changed in... I don't even know if that, is that... Does that normally happen with bananas? I don't know. Um, but it was really, really quick. And uh, so, so this is what our life is like at times, is, is there's our life in Christ, the, the fruit that grows in us, it's really slow at times, but it's happening. And, and you come back in a year and you kind of go, there's been change happening. There's, there's, there's life that's coming in through the vine, in through the, in through the roots that is, that is producing fruit in my life. But it can be slow. Sometimes the Holy Spirit can work in, in faster ways, like changing the fruit from green to yellow in, in overnight. Um, and uh, some, sometimes he does, does significant fast works of, of transformation in our lives, but often it's very, very slow. But we can look back and see this fruit of, of Jesus starting to grow on, our, on the trees of our lives. The first one, fruit grows on trees of a kind. Second one, fruit grows slowly. And uh, last one, I just want to leave us with this. Fruit grows because of our connection with God and not because of our effort. Um, so so this, is, this, is, this is really key. Really key. Our focus is, is not to be necessarily on the fruit. Our focus is to be on the root. And we, when we focus on the root, when we focus on the vine, when we focus on Christ, uh, the work of the Spirit brings out different fruit as we see here. I'm going to invite the team up and we're going to sing about our love for God and just remembering that that love is expressed for one another uh, in love. And you've got um, some little red dots there. Uh, each, some people have put on their shirt, actually. Um, each, each week in the holidays, we've got a couple of trees up the back I'm going to ask you, as you go out, we're going to post those little little stamps there, those little circle things on those trees, and we're going to fill it up with all different coloured fruit. And what that represents is it represents the 
um, the, the, the fruit that God is producing in our life as a church and as individuals, as we love one another, as we're kind to one another, as uh, we experience, express joy and peace and self-control. So uh, we want this place to be a, a place where the fruit of, ex- of the Spirit is, ex- is expressed because of the work of the Holy Spirit in us. So there's two trees at the back there. <clears throat> if you could decorate them for me, that would be wonderful. And we'll bring them out each holiday. Thank you, Jeremy. May I just say, um, I'm thankful that we're all here this morning, um, especially with the mask uh, situation kind of changing as of this morning. Um, but by goodness, it is beautiful being here and hearing you all sing so loudly. Um, and I understand that that can be uncomfortable through masks, but please let's do that one last time because this song is such a beautiful song. We're going to sing, I love you, Lord. We're going to lift our voices and worship him with our soul rejoicing. Let's do that. <laughs> 